0: It was a bittersweet day for the Philadelphia Phillies yesterday. The bad news certainly outweighed the good. The Phillies do finally break the five-game losing streak out in San Diego. A fun one to watch, but the bad outweighing the good earlier in the day. Before the game, the news announced Andrew McCutcheon torn ACL. His season is over. Our biggest fears realized here. We will dive into... The situation, the loss, the impact of the loss, what they might do to try and fill the hole, and of course the game last night, which, uh, you know, look, uh, yeah, it works out at least for last night in the sense that Jay Bruce was here. Is uh I think many will call it the Jay Bruce game. We'll dive into all that and more today. This is Phillies today. I'm your host, James Seltzer. It is Wednesday June the 5th as we come off a Phillies victory first time we got to say that in a little while the Phillies get it done last night in San Diego 9 to 6 after the debacle of a performance in game one of the series on Tuesday and then obviously the uh, on Monday and then obviously the McCutcheon injury in the first inning of that game and then obviously yesterday we find out the impact but the Phillies do bounce back yesterday, a really nice victory, a needed victory. Look, it's been a uh, a tough few days in Phillies land, as uh, the Phillies, obviously the five-game losing streak, the loss of McCutcheon, things have not been going well. But last night, uh, at least on the field, a bright spot. We will dive into the game and then, of course, look uh, at the McCutcheon injury, the impact of it. It's just um, obviously such a shame. And in the moment, it uh it felt bad. You see those non-contact injuries. Came up lame, grabbed his uh, his knee immediately, and um man, such a bummer. But we'll dive into the McCutcheon thing. And if you first let's look at the good of last night, as the Phillies do get back in the winning calm now, 34 and 27 on the season. They stay a half game up in the Braves, who also win last night. The Phillies. Jared Eikhoff gets the victory. Eikhoff, a very solid, if unspectacular, outing. Six innings, three earned runs, no walks, which is nice to see. When Eikhoff's on, he's not walking people. Four hits, five strikeouts, a solid outing from Jared Eikhoff. Certainly gave them an opportunity to win the game. Really, the bigger story was that the bats got going. Two bats in particular, really just dominant games as... Jay Bruce and Scott Kingery with outstanding showings, both hit homers. Jay Bruce. Jay Bruce. Mr. Jay Bruce's first start as a Philly last night. Obviously came into the game one of the series when McCutcheon went down, but Jay Bruce's first start last night. And welcome to Philadelphia, Mr. Jay Bruce. As Jay went three for four with two home runs, including a monster grand slam to put it away has three runs scored six rbi for mr j bruce last night it was awesome it was super fun to see and again look uh it, it j bruce is not andrew mccutcheon nor will he be andrew mccutcheon but uh on on the day where we hear of the loss of andrew mccutcheon j bruce certainly makes you feel good about that trade right off the bat and uh and good about having bruce here and uh, was nice to see one of the two homers that Bruce it off a left-handed pitcher as well as Bruce obviously crushes right handed pitching, but if he can start even providing a little bit of power or whatever against left-handed pitching all of a sudden, maybe could be more valuable. Still only 32. It feels like Jay Bruce has been around forever and ever and ever and ever, but only 32 years old. So uh awesome to see last night. Jay Bruce just a, a awesome, awesome night. The Grand Slam hits the opposite field home run, but the first one added a A double in there as well, just a really fun night for Jay Bruce. Also, Scott Kingery. Kingery is raking right now. Kingery goes two for four, including a home run as well. Just really seeing the ball well. And how about this nugget? Joe Giglio pointed this out on Twitter, and I I didn't realize And I was looking at it, and it's actually uh, Jay Bruce right now, technically just above him. But Scott Kingery and Jay Bruce at 576 and 575 have the two highest slugging percentages on the Philadelphia Phillies right now. And obviously, Jay Bruce has only done it for one night, really, with the Phillies, two nights, whatever you want to say. Um, Kingery, Scott, how about that? If I had told you on June the 5th that Scott Kingery, little Scott Kingery, would have the highest slugging percentage on the season and be slugging close to 600, I, you would have told me I was crazy. And I would have said, you're right, I'm absolutely crazy. That is a ridiculous thought. I mean, let's be real about this. And yet here we are. Kingery's been awesome. Uh, really impressed with Scott. I think that the way they shaking out, obviously, with the injury to McCutcheon, I, I, I don't see how Scott Kingery is not in the lineup every single night, uh, especially with how bad Michael franco has been. And look, Franco, a pinch hit home run last night. nice I see smoke shot. He really, he really just a shot off the left field facade there. Uh, in san diego but franco has been horrendous for a long period of time and uh i think that you know look kingery plays a really nice third base too everyone always cites franco's defense which i think is somewhat overrated franco is a makes uh, he's a nice defensive player but he doesn't have much range it's just he'll make the play if he can get to it but uh kingery is a lot quicker has a lot more range i think the upside a lot higher as a third baseman as well and then offensively kingery's just been light years better obviously batting close to 340 kingery really just awesome to see what kingery's been doing so far this season and uh, look i think that in a situation where with uh mccutcheon going down uh, i think that you know you have to look at this team and say all right who can step up for me who is who is someone who can fill a void fill a hole, and We'll get into all the voids that are lost with McCutcheon as it's not just the production on the field obviously but I think Kingery's a guy you look to. Kingery's a guy who you look to uh batting 333 with a 575 slugging percentage, 370 OBP. Uh so he has an OPS in the 9s, the mid 9s. Crazy. A 945 OPS for Scott Kingery just outstanding. Uh, I think Kingery has to be in the line every day, whether it's third base, center field. Adam Hazley gets his debut last night playing center field over four. Did not do anything at the plate, but uh, I still like Hazley's potential long-term, and obviously he's the best defensive option, I would say, of the guys here right now, and we'll see what happens with the Odubel-Herrera situation and all that still on leave, and Major League Baseball still has decided to decide what they're going to do, but I think in this situation, Scott Kingery is going to play every day, and I think he should, and he's certainly justifying that. Uh, he's been awesome. He's been really, really awesome. And then again, uh, I just, uh, Jay Bruce, shout out to Jay Bruce. Last night was the Jay Bruce game. There's no question. Six RBI. He, he tied the Padres in a nine to six game. Him alone was able to provide more runs or as many runs as the Padres. And you count his three runs scored. Jay Bruce, uh, involved in, uh, in, uh, uh well i guess three of those runs were from three rbis uh from hitting a home run but still uh involved in, in the majority of the scoring in the game The phillies also able to chase chris paddock in the fifth inning paddock only able to get to four and a third is chris paddock one of the absolute no doubt best young pitchers in baseball someone i think that um is someone who's a real chance to want to say young someday like that type of talent of pitcher and uh Phillies just chased him. Phillies were all over him. That was really nice to see. As he is, uh, he's a really good pitcher. Certainly a lot better than Eric Lauer, who in Game One gave the Phillies fits for some reason. Uh, Phillies able to get to Paddock. They came out with a purpose offensively. Lineup changes with the McCutcheon injury. Uh, you would ex- it was one you would expect. You expect Cesar Hernandez at the top of the lineup. Obviously, let off all of last year. Still seeing the ball well, hitting it well. We'll get on base for you. Uh, Kapler did do a little. Um, a little uh, bit of a change. Otherwise, though, moving Bryce Harper up to the 2 hole. Harper responds, goes 2-for-5, two batting 247 on the season, getting close to that 250 mark that he's just touched here and there uh, over the past week. Uh, Segura gets one in. Uh, so is uh, Harper in the 2 hole, Segura in the 3 It'll be interesting to see if that holds in. Uh, and then the rest line up the same other than throwing Jay Bruce in the 6-hole there, and then Kingery 7, Hazley 8. But uh, really, just awesome to see the offense actually do something last night. Is again, um, man, it has been a uh, a rough stretch for this offense. We talked a little bit about it yesterday, but you look at two runs scored against San Diego in the first game of the series, uh, zero in the last game against the Dodgers, three in back-to-back games against the Dodgers. They just have not been putting up a lot of runs, especially out west, obviously. And really nice to see them bounce back last night and put up some runs. Obviously. Jay Bruce, the uh, a big reason for it. So you know the the entire offense didn't get going, but ultimately they put up some runs and they needed them. They needed to win a game last night. The McCutcheon injury was such a downer, and five straight losses. The Braves nipping at their heels now. They need to win, and it was nice to see Hector Neris ends up getting the save. Uh, Edgar Garcia ran into a little trouble, um, uh, giving up three runs uh, as Juan Nicasio. Uh, struggled a little bit, gets through two-thirds of an inning. Jose Alvarez comes in and gets him out of it, but Garcia really struggled. Sir Anthony Dominguez able to come in and shut it down after that, and then Naris ultimately in ninth. But Eddie Garcia doesn't get through, uh, get a single out, gives up three runs uh, in that time. So uh, struggling, uh, rough night for Garcia, but ultimately the Phillies, which may be a little scary Dan. Yeah, I'm not going to lie. A little closer comfort, a little, uh, hey, why is this game closer than it feels like it should be? But ultimately, the Phillies are able to hang on. Hector Neris again, uh, uh, no doubt, in the ninth. Obviously, against the Dodgers in a tie game, gave up that home run to Will Smith, but has yet to blow a save chance in the ninth inning. T- eleven for eleven, so Neris continues to get the job done. The splitter was splitting, and the Phillies will go for a series victory. If they can win today, a 340 start out in San Diego today. Well, afternoon baseball for your Philadelphia Phillies. So that's um, that's an exciting thought because after that Dodgers series and the first game of this Padres series, it all felt so hopeless. And, and look, in some ways, the McCutcheon injury in certain ways feels still hopeless, but... Um, the Phillies can win the series tomorrow and, uh, if they can go out there and, and take two and three from San Diego after, after the tough series in Los Angeles, I think, uh, I think you feel really good about that. You feel like, all right, we're getting this thing back on track. These guys can still handle it and, uh, and we'll figure out and supplement and move forward. So, um, look, ultimately, uh, a big win. Uh, uh really happy to see the team take it yesterday and a big one today. And, and we'll dive into that as well as they, uh, they could really, use a victory in this one hopefully they can get a better outing uh, from Arietta than they have gotten as of late as obviously um not a great showing in la in a spot where you were expecting and hoping for a lot Arietta will take on joey lucchese today the lefty for the padres so we'll dive into that coming up as well but first uh coming up we will uh, break down the Andrew McCutcheon injury, the uh, the impact of it on and off the field, uh, what it means moving forward, uh, and then uh, also some other news and notes. And we can, of course, look ahead to this rubber match between the Phillies and Padres today. All that and more. Coming up, it's Phillies Today. It's James Seltzer. We'll be right back. We are back. Phillies Today, James Seltzer. All right. Uh, obviously, talked a lot about the win yesterday, 9-6. to The Phillies now 34 and. 27 on the season, still in first place by a half game over the Braves. Though they are tied in the loss column, but um, the the biggest news from yesterday have been off the field rather than on it, and obviously coming from Monday night's game, game one of the series, the first inning, the second batter, of the game, Gene Segura pops it up to Ian Kinsler. Kinsler makes the smart baseball play, noticing that Segura stumbles out of the box and does not run hard. Uh, ends up uh, letting the ball at the ground, getting Segura out, and then catching McCutcheon and run down. Unfortunately, a freak play. And McCutcheon, uh, I guess, uh, trying to run back to first, kind of landed on that left leg the wrong way and went down, grabbing the knee, clearly in pain, helped off the field. We all feared the worst. We hoped for the best. Sadly, it was what we expected in the worst as it came out. Prior uh, uh, to game time in the early evening yesterday, I believe Matt Gelb was the first one to have it that uh, Andrew McCutcheon had torn his ACL and his season is over. And of course, probably puts into question the start of next season. You never know how quickly he can rehab and all that. But um, certainly the rest of the season is over. For Andrew McCutcheon, torn ACLs, as we know from from football these days and all that, the type of injury that you can certainly come back from and be 100% of what you were before. So I don't think you have any real long-term concerns, obviously, in his 30s, so you never love any sort of serious uh, season-long ending type of injury. That's never great, uh, but I, I do think this is the kind of thing that McCutcheon can return from, but obviously it is um, – it is a major injury for this club, both on and off the field. Let's let's focus on the on-the-field portion first. And obviously, Jay Bruce was great last night, but Jay Bruce was brought here with the idea of being a bench bat and someone will probably start against right-handed pitching, and they could move McCutcheon to center field in that situation. And now Jay Bruce all of a sudden uh, carrying a load. I think you're going to have to see Jay Bruce start in left field a fair amount of evenings and Adam Hazley rushed to the majors. That was certainly not the plan. The Adubo Herrera situation creates a whole nother question mark in that outfield. I I mean, if you look at it this way in the last two weeks, the Phillies have lost two thirds of their opening day outfield, just like that. And you know where I stand in the Adubo Herrera situation. I don't need to see him play for the Phillies again, assuming the allegations are true. Uh, And McCutcheon, uh, you know, he had turned into my favorite player. It's such a shame, such a positive guy, such a positive attitude, uh, and does so much on the field for this team. Not only does he play a stellar left field, but... Uh, Had done such a great job at the top of the lineup as a catalyst. Such a smart hitter. Gets on base. The walks. The eye. Everything. And then a brilliant base runner. He just did everything well. And it is such a huge hole for them to fill in the field. And I think it's also such a massive hole off the field. I mean, losing a guy like McCutcheon, we've talked numerous times on this show this season about. The veteran leadership that that guy has brought and how at times when this team's been struggling a little bit he's been the one who's been out on the field for early practice he's the guy motivating other guys and and that's a that's a crippling type of loss as well that type of positive veteran leadership um I can create a vacuum I can create a situation where you run into a tougher situation when you don't have those guys. And we saw that last season. That this team last season didn't have those guys. And McCutcheon has been such a great addition on and off the field for that reason. And I also think it makes it it really makes for an interesting situation for this front office right now. As look, I'm not saying that you lose Andrew McCutcheon the season's over, because I don't think that's true, but I don't think that the loss of Andrew McCutcheon is a small deal. I think that losing Andrew McCutcheon really does potentially limit the ceiling of this team. We already felt like this was a team that wasn't as good as the Dodgers, wasn't as good as the Astros, or some of the best teams in baseball. And Again, I know that baseball is a a funny sport, and you can get to the playoffs and get hot at the right time and make a run, and that's why I would never say that they couldn't do that but I also you know the way the pitching's been we I think we all know that this team had holes and that if they were going to plan on competing in the playoffs they'd need to uh, add to those holes especially those holes for I don't know a pitching rotation that you don't feel great about in playoff series so I think it creates a really interesting question. We talked a little bit yesterday about some of the trade options of just going through teams that are struggling and, and outfielders who could be available. High-end names like Witten Merrifield, uh, Nick Cassianos, other guys like Alex Gordon, Hunter Pence, Yossi and um I think it creates an interesting situation for the Phillies because they have to ask themselves, all right, we lost McCutcheon. We've got these holes in the starting staff. We've got holes in the bullpen. We need to add bats. Um you know, what can you do in order to compete for this season while also not messing with the window that you're trying to create over the next few years, the future and all that? It's really a uh, it's a high wire act right now. And I think that it's less obvious. I think before you say, go all in, this team's good enough to make a run. I, I question that now. Uh, I, I still, I, I think that they should make moves and I think that it's, But I think it's more like the moves we saw last year, the more slightly cosmetic moves. And last year's moves backfired. It hurt the chemistry of the team. The guys they brought in weren't nearly as helpful as they had hoped from an on-the-field perspective either. So um, it's a high-wire act to do that as well, that single thing. But I I do think that – and it seems like Jay bruce a different type of – of, of addition, someone who's excited to be on a contender, who's pumped up for it, who's, who's uh, you know going to add to the clubhouse and all that. Um, so I, it's an interesting spot. Uh, you wonder whether it it makes Klintak less interested in doing one-year rental type players or less willing to give up major assets for one-year rental players. I think they're still going to make moves. They're going to supplement. This team is still in first place. Again, baseball is still a weird sport where – Look, if they go out and do trade for a Madison Bumgarner or something like that, and Aaron Nola can get back to being Aaron Nola, you could win a playoff series with Nola and Bumgarner being studs and getting a good start from a, a Eflin or a Pavetta or an Arietta or who knows whatever. So, um, I do think that that I think it'd be foolish not to try and and capitalize, especially for a team that hasn't made the playoffs since two thousand eleven, to not try and capitalize on a a team that is good enough. Uh, but I also think that it it does question whether you go all in. I think before you could have made the argument that even though the Dodgers are a better team and it would take some serious maneuvering to be better than the Dodgers, I think you make the argument that it was still worthwhile to go all in and um, obviously over the next few years, not, not give up the next few years for this year, but you know what I mean, like try and really go for it. And I think that's a a, a slightly more difficult question to answer now. But I do think they'll make moves. And I think, look, I think you have to add another outfielder now, whether it's an Adam Jones type who got hurt last night for the Diamondbacks but has been really good. I know he vetoed the trade last time, but not a 10-5 and guy anymore. So he doesn't have that opportunity now that he's out of Baltimore. So we'll see. Either way, I think it's a really interesting situation. It's going to be interesting to see what Klintak does, how much they believe in this team this year with the loss of McCutcheon, which, again, we can't underrate how devastating it is on both sides of the coin from the on the field perspective and the off the field perspective, just a, a real crippling injury for this team. One that again, I, I think is, um is going to be tough to recover from in a grand sense in a winning the world series sense or competing for the world series sense. I'm not saying they can't, but I'm, I think it's going to be really tough. I think that that's, You know, one of the the five or six guys you don't want to lose the most from a, uh, uh, you know, again, both on the field and off the field perspective. One of the guys you can count on the most from on the field production just has been a a metronome of consistency and, and awesomeness, offensively, defensively running the bases, as we've said, and then, again, all the off the field stuff, so... Uh, it's a bummer. It's a bummer. Luckily, um, the Phillies do have some good injury news in the fact that Zach Eflin be back on Friday to pitch against the Reds, so that's good to see, but um, I think all that just overwhelmed by the Andrew McCutcheon news. All right, coming up in one second, we'll look ahead to today's game, the rubber match against the Padres. Real quick, just uh, cycling through the rest of the uh, draft. Won't go through the whole thing, obviously, a lot of rounds, but day two of the MLB draft was yesterday. Obviously, the Phillies. Take Bryson Stott in the first round, shortstop of UNLV, the first uh, uh, pick of the draft, first-round pick. The uh, Just cycling through the rest of the top ten as the rest of the picks were made yesterday. Round three, they didn't have a second-round pick, but they took Jamari Brown from Baylor, another shortstop. The Phillies all in on shortstops. Uh, this draft. Uh, in the fourth round, they took a six-foot-five Stanford left-hander named Eric Miller. I can get down with the six-foot-five left. He throws hard. High 90s. Yes, please. Uh, round five, Gunnar Mayer, uh, right-hand pitcher uh, of uh, Santa, San jo- Joaquin Delta College in California, of course. The uh, powerhouse there. Uh, Philly sick like Andrew Schultz a right-hand relief prospect. Throws in the upper 90s in the sixth round. A uh, Another pitcher, in the seventh round, right-hander Brett Schultz, another relief prospect. The eighth round saw them take another middle infielder. Pitchers and middle infielders, Nate Fasant, Fasnant, excuse me, and then uh, ninth round, Rudy Rod, a first-base prospect, and then third baseman McCarthy Tatum in the tenth round. So hopefully you'll be hearing some of those names again in the future and in a good way. All right, uh, Phillies round out the series today against the Padres. 3-20 start, Jake Arrieta against Joey Lucchese. Big one here. You want to see them win this series. It's been a rough road trip. There's been a lot of negativity. Obviously, the McCutcheon injury just it hasn't been a real positive week and a half, two weeks for the Phillies. So if they can find a way to win this series, come home. You face the Reds, who you can handle. I think you start to feel a little bit better about this team and start to look forward and and try to figure out how you move on without McCutcheon. Either way, we'll be back to talk about it all tomorrow as we will recap the last game of the series and then look ahead to the rest of the week and beyond and a whole lot more. So until then, thank you for listening to Phillies Today right here on the Phillies 24-7 Network.